Good morning, and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. You may access the worship program at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. The celebrant is Bishop John Bonici. Please stand and join in singing the entrance hymn, Come Christians Join to Sing, number 481 in the Blue St. Michael Hymnal. Welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Welcome to all of you 
here present and those online virtually and those listening at Sirius XM. It is a pleasure to be with you and with great joy in our hearts, let us begin as always in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. As we gather together to celebrate our Lord seeking word and sacrament, let us prepare ourselves for these sacred mysteries by recalling to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray at all times, go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all people a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations he will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us for the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Shall we? 
from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast 
for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroy those murderers and burn their city. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hand and feet and cast him into the darkness outside where there'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning again. It is a pleasure to be here with all of you. His Eminence, Cardinal Dolan, sends his prayers and blessings and words of welcome. He continues to be in Rome participating in the Synod of Synodality. I'm so grateful to him for this opportunity to share this liturgy with you all. Throughout our lives, we will find ourselves invited to a variety of things, events, celebrations. And more often than not, the very thought of being invited itself brings a smile to our face. As children, the response is almost immediate. The chance of spending time with friends, eating good food, and having a great time is definitely approved. But as we grow older, everything begins to become a bit more complicated. In fact, sometimes receiving an invite 
sadly can become a source of stress. We know when we get one, particularly in the mail. First of all, it's different from everything else. It's not junk mail and it's not a bill. And when we hold it in hand, its size is apparent. The paper quality is generally better than usual. We can feel it with our fingers. And its thickness tells us that there's a reply card inside. And then we open the invite, and we start to read the words printed on paper staring at us. And initially, we are pleased. But then suddenly, we start to get a bit distracted thinking about all that is involved to actually respond in an affirmative way. We might be concerned about the date itself. What were they thinking? That is inconvenient. Will I be able to get time off of work? The children have all these activities. They're not even invited. And then, of course, if it says formal attire required, we wonder what to wear. And what will others think? Will someone I haven't seen in a long time think I've gotten fat? Will they be concerned about whether or not I spent a sufficient amount of money on the dress or the suit? We might also rack our brains regarding the gift. What will I bring? Will it be satisfactory? Will the couple at the wedding or the anniversary party be pleased? What will others in the family say? And then, of course, if you're like my own family, you'd be concerned about where you'll be seated at the party. Will you be stuck sitting next to Uncle Harry again? Or will you be at the so-called children's table? So all these concerns distract. They take away from us that initial surprise and sense of joy attached to the invite. And we literally find ourselves doing the inevitable. We procrastinate. We put it aside, gradually forgetting to RSVP. Well, as we come together this morning, being attentive to God's living word, each of us hears about a special invitation, an invitation that is offered not in a special packet or a piece of paper or even online, but offered by God himself, an invitation that has been around for a very long time. In fact, as we heard in the book of the prophet Isaiah, that idea of a banquet, a heavenly banquet, rich and prosperous, available to those who believe is ever-present. And those who are faithful, those who are part of God's chosen race, respond immediately. And even though they too are sometimes distracted and go astray and even procrastinate, ultimately they come back, open the invitation and respond. St. Paul is a perfect example, isn't he? In his letter to the Philippians and throughout the epistles, he too is on a journey. He had received that invitation, being a Jew, being a Pharisee, being learned in the law and scripture, and he procrastinated. 
with Jesus in his very presence and those calling themselves Christians and following his rule, he found himself on the wrong side. But our Lord continued to offer the invitation and Paul ultimately happily responds and he's no longer distracted, no longer afraid or concerned, but literally embraces the invite wholeheartedly and after his conversion on the road to Damascus, his life changed forever. And this man who persecuted Christians initially is now one of the greatest apostles of all time, going forth, proclaiming the good news, risking his own life, ready and willing to be a martyr. And then in the Gospel of Matthew, a Gospel written for the Jews at the time, Jesus uses a parable, a story, as often he does, to invite people again to that great feast, a wedding banquet, their salvation. Because in Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, we are all redeemed and given the opportunity to make our way to eternal life, to find ourselves around that eternal banquet where we are able to visually see God face to face. But that invitation is not always heard or embraced readily. And more often than not, just like in real life, as Jesus points out, many are invited but few are chosen. Many are invited but few open the invite and make it their own. And those few who do enjoy a prosperity and happiness that transcends their wildest dreams. But he wants them not only to make their way to the banquet, but to be properly clothed. Well, my dear friends, each and every one of us gathered here this morning in this church, online and throughout, have been invited by Jesus himself to the eternal banquet. You and I have received an invitation in virtue of our baptism. It isn't printed on paper or simply arrived online. It is the living word of God coming forth, seeking to grab our attention in a real, profound, and spiritual way. That invitation must be opened it must be read, embraced, and become a part of our daily life. But unfortunately, thanks to original sin and the many distractions that exist in the midst of our daily life, you and I can do the same we do all the time. We can find ourselves procrastinating, worried about all different things, Am I worthy enough to embrace this infight? I'm too sinful. I've been away from the church too long. I don't know what I'm doing when I participate. I don't want to embarrass myself or anyone. Perhaps I should just stay away. I have no idea what to bring. Not any gift that I could come up with would be worthy and acceptable. All those concerns are not real. They don't matter. All Jesus wants us to do 
is hear the invitation, allow it to penetrate our hearts, to make its way into our souls so that we can begin that journey to the banquet, enjoying the fruits of our salvation. He wants us to present ourselves clothed in the graces that are offered in the sacraments of the church. And if we have prevented ourselves from experiencing those sacraments, it's never ever too late to start all over again. Because if we do that, not only does the invitation become real, but it will literally change your life. It will change our lives for the better, allowing us to be instruments of his grace, challenging and inspiring others in our own families, our communities, our city, to open the invite, to answer it, and to enjoy the event with a huge smile on our face. Well, if you look up the word invitation in Webster, you'll get a very simple definition. It will say a request, often formal, to either be present or participate. That's it. Well, let's apply that definition in faith. When we receive the invitation from Jesus, we are challenged spiritually to first be present, present to our Lord. In other words, go to church. And secondly, not simply to go to church and be some innocent bystander in the shadows, participating at a distance, but rather go to church participate fully in the mysteries that are available, allow the sacraments, reconciliation in the most holy Eucharist to transform your life. Never be afraid. Present yourself to the Lord as you are, who you are, as he created you in his image and likeness, and enjoy the fruits of salvation, happily being part of a banquet that knows no end. Well, the invitation is there. It's up to you. Stop procrastinating. Open the envelope, read it, and answer. Because the one person you do not want to disappoint without RSVPing is God himself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Please stand. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Confident in God's love, seeking the intercession of St. Patrick and all the saints, we present our needs to the Lord. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our Shepherd Timothy, Cardinal Dolan, for all clergy, religious, and laity, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those serving in public office, that they may govern with wisdom and integrity, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations, and for those suffering the effect of war, especially in Ukraine and in Israel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the innocent who suffer in the midst of war, that they will be held in God's loving care and given strength to endure great suffering and hardship, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Sarah Perez, all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God, our Father, with humility and love, we present our needs as always through Christ our Lord. Amen.
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good of all this holy church. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of your faithful with the sacrificial offerings that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exalted praise as we acclaim. fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all. We pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Thank you. 
we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. May the word and my soul shall be healed.
please join in singing, O Jesus, We Adore Thee, number 667 in the Blue St. Michael hymnal, number 667. Let us pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you make us shares of his divine nature, who lives and reigns forever and ever. There's great tension in the world these days, particularly as we heard in our petitions in the Ukraine and the Holy Land, many there's much sadness and stress. Who to better ask to assist us at this very difficult time than the Blessed Mother? So let us now together offer three Hail Marys seeking her intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Salve Regina. singing let all things now living number 612 in the blue saint michael hymnal number 612 